When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sean, you're rocking the robe today. How often do you wear the robe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wear the robe, uh, I, I don't, I mean, I guess every day. <laughs> Have I, you used the head like, that wears the robe? like a Mandalorian. Like we, <laughs> this is the way we wear the robe. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are your like robes keeping hours? Do you think? I understand well, it's sh- like a house. You're you're hanging around the house. You're lounging, right? Yeah. No. Well, you know, it's like the the that shower the is upstairs and my closet is downstairs. So mm. there's you Wild. know it's it's necessity. I've got to travel with the robe. I see. We have a lot of windows in our house. <laughs> All but of I them wide open for the world to see. <laughs> Sometimes I forget the a lot robe. Of peeping Sean's, you know. <laughs> I like that you're still wearing the beanie in a relaxed position, Sean. I appreciate that. I, I'll, I'll keep it going. It actually really episode. works. I could. Mm-hmm. You, Dickensian nightcap. Aged well already. It just needs the poof. Yeah. And, and and as your and as your stick with nightcap gets longer, your beard must also get longer. <laughs> Proportionally, yeah. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your forklift certified host, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, warehouse foreman. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Should you drive the forklift? I can and I have. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Guys, I am going to ask you something and I want you to be honest. What is a pallet? This week, we're talking about Daryl and Mike. Michael Scott, of course, only referred to as Mike by Daryl and Bob Vance. Um, uh, what college you go to, then Mike? We'll head to the co- <laughs> then we'll head to the conference room. We'll round out our conference room draft with some listener picks, and we'll do our ordinary things where we compare our own lives to the office. And then we'll finish up with some trivia. Um, 
before we get into all that, Alex, do we have any housekeeping to start off with? Um, we just a shout out to our Patreon. Um, I know I, I really never talk about it that much um, mm-hmm. on this episode, but I figure yeah, I'll, this is the first time yeah, hearing about it. Patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You know, just a community of Ooh. cool people, like minded stuff, talking about cool ideas, you know, Uh you know it's not a cult despite what people say it's not uh but if you do join there are a number of benefits you get with that such as you know ad free episodes a contribution to our mo- our monthly donation to the third good college uh, funds you get uh bonus exclusive monthly mailbag episodes just bonus other episodes we talk about we talk about other shows besides the office i don't know if people know this mm-hmm. but we're capable of talking about other things all of that can be found through our patreon you get a private podcast feed just for you um you get some you get some private channels on our discord by the way join our discord open to the public anyone can join things popping in there there's a whole community of people there's a whole ecosystem a whole industry just at your fingertips on discord so get involved and uh become a better person you know become who god meant you to be <laughs> <laughs> wow choice inspiring stuff yeah. oh, five bucks <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you're a fan of, of the show, you can support us through Patreon and get lots of bonus stuff. Um, so, uh, okay, let's get into it. Uh, today we're talking about Daryl and Mike. Edwin, what, what, what made you come up with Daryl and Mike for this week? Well, we like episodes where we get to talk about different characters' relationships, and Daryl and Michael have such a unique, uh, one within the show. Uh, Daryl is one of the few people that can really call Mike out. Uh, Michael also both puts Daryl down and looks up to Daryl in different ways. So uh, they really have a very, very, very unique relationship within the show, and one that changes quite a bit throughout the show. Um, especially, you know, the difference between working upstairs in the office, working down in the warehouse. Um, they just and Daryl also can kind of put Michael in his place in a way that other mm-hmm. office characters can't because of where he is. Um, so we're going to dive into that today. And then one last thing I'd like to add is that Dwight also gets a mic in. In the coup. Oh, okay. says, right. You want to tell the troops? He says, Yeah, but I'm ready, Mike. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's right. Good, good show. <laughs> but we should uh, good call. jump right into Daryl and Mike. That's funny, though. That moment with, with, with Dwight is, is like a moment where he's accessing the Bob Vance, Daryl kind of mindset mm-hmm. of just totally. like, dude, I work, I don't work for you. I work next to you, and you're not my superior. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm calling <laughs> yeah, you this. Yeah. Um, which is definitely like it's it's very almost similar to like the Michael Toby where it's like but Michael feels he has power over Toby even though he's like Toby doesn't actually work for me very similar feeling with Daryl but he's afraid of Daryl <laughs> he respects yeah. Daryl unlike Toby but he's like I don't feel like he's someone that I have any authority over at all and Daryl definitely feels that way too yeah and I mean <laughs> Especially early in the show, I mean, we all know that that Michael is a, is a terribly offensive moron and can be, you know, racist and all these other things. And and you know, Daryl is certainly a victim of that <laughs> until, but he also can turn it around on Michael so well. Like, I, I mean that that scene where y- you get like, uh, uh, it, it's in Casino Night. I'm pretty sure. Yeah where Daryl is saying, like, I don't want to have a bunch of people in our warehouse. Like, they could steal things. And Michael's like, that's interesting that you are scared oh, about there's that. There's so many. And 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 Daryl's ready yeah. to just be like, oh, like, what, you know, why is that? 
because like because I'm from the hood and like Michael's like Dink and Flicka, <laughs> which just and then you can see it on Daryl's face. It's like he's reminded that like oh yeah I did tell Michael <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that I his face says like a lot of what's where this relationship is rooted in that moment, which is just like okay Michael's too dumb to actually be harmful about this, so I'm just gonna mess with him. Like, like I don't think Michael is is someone who has any influence over anyone, and I don't think his uh, his whatever ideas are in his head are actually harmful because he's a total dumbass and he's not going to do and he's just like mm-hmm. whatever. So he uh, Daryl is constantly just doing judo to Michael of just like I'll use your body weight against you, <laughs> and the more you try and come at me, the more I'm just going to use that to just toss you aside. Um, yeah, and it's it, it works. You know. Me. It's funny. I don't think we really know what the, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like we know what the chain of sort of uh, command or power is within the office in the warehouse. I mean, Daryl does at one point say the Ed truck hired him, but it doesn't seem like Michael ever has a ton of say, or even, even Andy, when he's manager has a ton of say, they need to hire a new warehouse staff, but at no point does it ever seem like Michael Daryl's job is ever really in danger. I think um, so one, it's kind of unclear, mm. but at the same time, it's nice that there's, there isn't any sort of threat there the way there is kind of with Michael and the rest of the office staff. Also, um, I think one thing that's important is that Daryl pretty early on seems to be, uh, established as competent in his job. Like he talks a lot about safety. He talks a lot about the fire eaters that are going to come into the office and uh, he doesn't want that. And, and, uh, you know, what's your greatest fear? I fear that someone's going to come down in here and interrupt our work so we can't get everything out on time. Like there's... <laughs> Like Daryl is uh, is portrayed as a competent warehouse foreman, yeah. and he's, he has um, ideas for how to grow. He has ideas for how to do it better. Yeah, yeah, um, which I think is good. Like it establishes Daryl like a little again, separate from Michael, and then separate from the rest of the people that work maybe directly or more immediately under him um, as like a different sort of force in the show. Yeah, and I, there's a there's an aspect here that Daryl. I I don't know what the best way to say it. Where it's like. Daryl's very comfortable with who he is and I think he's like this is where I work this is my job um I I feel like early on too he's much more there's just like this is this is this is Daryl's world he likes it here he's good there later in the season they introduce maybe he wants something more for himself but early on I think Michael's almost threatened by how secure Daryl is in a way where Michael is not and you know part of that I I think to your back to your point Edwin about like who is Daryl's boss? I'm not. I'm not completely familiar with like corporate inner workings, but I would guess from a corporate side or from a like Dunder Mifflin corporate side, there is someone who's like Michael. Like Daryl has a boss that's not Michael. I would guess. Like there's probably a either regional or like company wide warehouse manager, someone that coordinates and I like, mean, jam. does all that. And I feel like he probably answers to yeah. that person, not to Michael. Like you wouldn't. No, mix, that's my assumption as yeah, well. Yeah, you wouldn't mix the office and the warehouse, like they have different sets of like things they need to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, we do get stuff like Jan coming down and, and, you know, talking to the warehouse and sort of reprimanding them Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So maybe that's, maybe it's Jan, but yeah. Um, It's also effective to the show that they're separate in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, They have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, like, Daryl has, you know, a, a you know, a real family, right? He's got he's got uh, Janine, is that her name? And and Jada. his daughter Justine. Uh, Justine. Justine. <laughs> Justine and Jada. And um and 
you know, he is, you know, making money to to take care of his daughter. He just wants to go to work and go home and things to not be complicated. Whereas Michael is desperately lonely and <laughs> and needs everyone at the office to be his family. And like, you know, it's right right there you get like a lot of there which there are later wonderfully skewers in the roast of like you say we're a family what's his name (laughs) michael Mm -hmm. we spent an hour in traffic together (laughs) and then michael says i'm going to say roy (laughs) roy Roy left years ago his name is michael i maybe jefferson (laughs) yeah uh i think it's important to mention that in the early couple seasons daryl is his um we see a lot more of who Daryl is later on, but in the early seasons, he's a lot more like aggressive towards Michael, a little bit more. Um, um, he, he's really quick to make fun of Michael. That's kind of their dynamic early on. And that's like, that's part of it. Cause Michael tried to establishes it himself that he's like going down to talk to the warehouse guys and try to get something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it happens in basketball. That's like one of their first big interactions where, um, you know, they kind of square off and Michael just keeps calling them chicken. And, then, like a little later on, um, in um, when Michael is trying to find a new joke, uh, Roy and, and Daryl kind of roast him. Similarly, in the carpet, they they kind of make fun of his dancing. So, like, like they're the they're the Daryl is one of the few characters that can like make fun of Michael. Yeah, but it it it, it uh, changes or morphs a little bit from just outwardly roasting him to his face and making Michael feel really uncomfortable, which maybe is a little more effective in the early seasons when Michael seems to have a little more authority or the characters seem to. Um, or a little more um, worried about what he's going to think. And then in later seasons, when it becomes like he's just kind of joking with Michael in the moment, like like you said, using the body weight mm-hmm. um, and just kind of making those jokes in the moment. Like, for example, later in the season or later in the show, um, uh, New Leads is the episode and they're all about to go to the, Dwight and Michael are about to go to the, the dump to look for the leads. Mm-hmm. And Daryl goes, mucking around the trash. That sounds fun. Wish I could go. And Michael goes, you can. And Daryl says, I can't. You know that. Like, they have like a good, like Daryl is able to kind of do both at the same time. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, while, while we're on that too, of, of, of Daryl's judo on Michael, uh, similar, I think my favorite might be in, 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 I think it's in Did I Stutter when when Michael goes to Daryl and be like, how do, I, how do I talk to Stanley about this? And, and you get the like, mm-hmm. oh my Daryl, were you in a gang? Like, I, I was. Like, no, Michael, I, I was. The Bloods, the Crips, the Latin Kings, <laughs> the Warriors, the Newsies, all of them. Mm-hmm. That's where we get the fluffy fingers. I mean, it's just like, he's so he's just having fun with Michael. Um, and Michael is taking it so seriously with the way he's looking at Daryl in that moment. <laughs> Go off an ice cream cone. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's, it's one of the best interactions they have. Uh, and it's, it's a really good smart move on the writers to sort of bring the warehouse into the show and have like a group of people that treat Michael this way. I think a lot of it early on is spurned by the character that we later lost, which is Lonnie played by Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. I think when Lonnie's there, you mentioned early on where they make fun of Michael a lot more. They stand up to Michael all the time. I think that's buoyed by like having a right hand man who is equally aggressive towards Michael or willing to make fun of him. Um, mm-hmm. So losing that character kind of put Daryl on an Island a little bit. Um, and they eventually just sort of merge him into the office, which is like to go back to the BBC office, you know, the template for this whole show. You know, they had Lee, who was sort of the Roy character um, or vice versa. Roy is the Lee character. 
but they never really go into the warehouse. They never bring them up into the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I thought that was just a really good move on 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 this show's part is like having Daryl sort of represent the warehouse. But none, you know what? Let's have them all go down there. You know, um, and a, a number of episodes. Remember lost when they met the others. Yeah. Every time they do it, it's funny. Like every time someone has to go down there, be it be it Michael wanting to do a, a bo- the boys and girls or. Andy needs to yeah. go down and dance it off, you know, later on. Like it's just it's just a fun <laughs> just a fun dynamic. I mean, Boys and Girls is such an interesting episode for for their relationship especially, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you get Michael comes down and totally screws everything up for them. Uh makes the place turns the place into a mess like Daryl's trying to call him out in front of everyone and is like you know, he's like, what, you know, what gets you mad or whatever. And Daryl's like, when people come down and distract us so we can't get our work done. <laughs> and Michael's shushing him. And Daryl's just like, don't shush yeah. me. Like, you know, I mean, for, I mean, no one in the, at this point in the show, at least no one else in, in the office can talks to Michael that way mm-hmm. or like, yes. he like has that type of confidence with him. And then like, takes it even further that like, Daryl like stands up and is like, this is why we need a union. And like, like Michael is knows immediately that this is like big red flag. There's the real problem like... is the chicks. But like, but Daryl like, <laughs> like physically intimidates him by like, kind of like standing like right up mm-hmm. in his face and is like, come on, you're going to do the right thing. And Michael's just like, Yes. Welcome to the warehouse. <laughs> and then he leads the cheer. Uh, yeah. Michael, yeah. Michael, yeah. Michael. Yeah. Everything Michael's yeah, ever he's wanted. Like, Everything he's ever wanted, but he knows mm-hmm. the price he just paid to do that. Yeah. Daryl is just like, like, realizes maybe in that moment that like. Oh, I can get what he, I want. He's been. Out of this yeah. guy. If I just mm-hmm. I think, bring him into the club. Mm-hmm. I think, too, um, you made a really good point about Lonnie and Roy. I think, uh, like, Lonnie's jokes, even in that moment, he says, uh, he's like, you make a really great point, Hasselhoff, making fun of Michael's uh, open mm-hmm. shirt. And Michael's like, oh, guys ragging on each other. <laughs> we <laughs> love it. Like, the, Starts buttoning it up. Yeah, the Lonnie character is so much more, like, in, in line with, I think, Patrice O'Neill's, like, comedic persona. Yeah. Um, and um, then Roy is there as like well. So they have, like, just this sea monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. Patrice. But then, like, it does change quite a bit when Lonnie is no longer on the show and then eventually when Roy is off the show as well. Like, I think that does have a big impact on the way Michael and Daryl interact. Um, And Daryl is able to wait, is able to convince Michael to do a lot of things um, for him. It's not just boys and girls, although that's, like, a great example, but it happens in negotiation. um, And, like, Mm -hmm. it, it, Daryl just has this unique ability to kind of convince Mike to, to go along with him in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the negotiation is such a is obviously another super important episode and kind of maybe one of the turning points of like starting to see them more as as friends maybe or at least Daryl sees them a little more as friends cuz you know he 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 decides to help Michael in the end. But uh you know just like that Michael is like preparing for this negotiation like by reading Wikipedia and like trying all these ridiculous like negotiation tactics and Daryl just like calmly and confident like you know when we lost Roy like 
I took on a lot more work. And then when we merged the two mm-hmm. branches, we took on even more work. And I'd like to be compensated fairly by getting a raise. Like, scheduled raise earlier. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike, meanwhile, Michael's just looking at page three of his Wikipedia printout on negotiation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, What's that? What, Mike? And that's when Daryl recognizes that he's wearing a woman's suit. <laughs> or lady clothes, Mike. There's something... That, okay, so it, within this, there's something like that Daryl can do to put Michael on his heels. And when Michael's on his heels, he gets really, really reactive and and, and emotional, mm-hmm. right? Um, it happens a little bit in um, Boys and Girls when they make fun of him when he walks around for the joke and he like just walks away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um, he has to just kind of retreat. Um, and it happens here too when he when he says, um, "Yeah, you wearing lady clothes, Mike." <laughs> Roy's gonna love and this. Michael just suddenly, yeah, yeah. I, so only Daryl can do this, yeah. the, this kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and and laugh comfortably and like not really have to worry about what Michael is saying back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, "You worked here for ten years, dog." Fourteen. Years. <laughs> and then like there are other moments. I, I mean that that whole scene kind of becomes a bullpen scene because Michael goes out and he asks Pam to clarify that you're not. Will you please tell Daryl I'm not wearing ladies' clothes? Oh my God, you're wearing ladies' clothes. Um, and then Daryl's in the back and he says, "Yeah, he looks like Hillary Clinton." Negotiations where we get bippity boppity, give me the zoppity, which we hear every day on our show. Mm-hmm. Which again, mm-hmm. in researching this episode, uh, prepping again, I see both versions everywhere. It's never the same. Mm. You know, I, I've I'm I'm kind of on the side of pippity poppity now with a P. I, I think uh, listening to it again. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll change our minds again. Are you switching? Are you switching sides? Me? You switching to the B side? No, I'm. I'm. I I planted my flag in the P camp. Okay. <laughs> I will not sell. And then Daryl says, "What is wrong with you? What happened to you in high school?" Maybe it's pippity boppity. Maybe it's both. Uh, mm-hmm. I I, I got to say it too in the negotiation. There's just the great. Like another thing that just drive Michael insane is like how much uh, it seems that Toby and Daryl like each other or get along when Do- like he invites yeah, yeah. he invites Toby to stay over at his like mm-hmm. relative's place uh, <laughs> uh, when they're in New York City and just like <laughs> yeah. doesn't do it to Michael. It's just so funny. It's like yeah. I think those are the two guys in the office that Michael can't control, and it's like they get, it's just it drives Michael crazy. It's great. It's funny too because Daryl and Toby actually do have a beef in their past. Uh, I well, think it's before it. I it's think before you're talking, that. You're before, you're right. No, no, no. If you're talking about the the thing with the, the you eat all that dog railing, food. You're yeah, 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 yeah. So that comes later. That's later negotiation. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, but in the good. in the lead up, to, before it all falls out, Daryl calls him T Man. Yeah. Thanks, T Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it, to go back to the negotiation again, like you know, Daryl is talking to Michael. He's like, "They're not going to give me a raise if they don't give you a, if or, uh, if you're not going to get a raise." Yeah. Um, right, right. And so he gets Daryl. He get he coaches Michael into going to New York to talk to Jan. And then even when they're in um, the office, that's when we get that thing. He, he says, uh, "Don't forget to use the phrase I taught you." And he says, "Talking head." It says, "I want him to get the raise, but I just couldn't help myself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Daryl's talking heads are like all very good. Like he's always mm-hmm. there's not a lot of them. There's not a ton, um, hmm. especially compared to Michael. But they're they're timed so perfectly with his interactions with Michael to just give a little context to whatever he just said to Michael. Um, I always very much enjoy those. 
one thing that in this this episode, the way we're talking about it is is kind of reading like a Daryl episode, um, which in some on some level it kind of is yeah. because Michael is just so Michael's pervasive. The son, the Mike, like Michael's the son, and everyone's kind of mm-hmm. orbiting around him in the show, so you kind of have to do it that way. And at a certain point, we have to stop talking about the sun and talk about uh, <laughs> and talk about uh, Planet Daryl. Um, but um, the one thing about Daryl is he's not in every episode. Like there are these little gaps and things where he kind of comes in and out. He's much more present later on. Um, but it does make his appearances a little more impactful, I think, mm-hmm. especially because he's often on a collision course with Michael. Yeah, it's funny because even when we talked about this episode, we were like, "Do we need to do a Daryl revisited episode?" Because he was like our fourth episode yeah. we ever did, like way back in the day. And he just sometimes he just doesn't come up for episodes at a time. Um, but but to pair him with Michael, I mean, if for the first, what, four, five seasons, I'd say almost every role, everything he's doing on the show relates to Michael almost directly. Like that's pr- that like that's kind of who he is for the, a, a while until we start to get like he start he starts to have different storylines with like Kelly and Ryan, and then with uh, Andy, um, and eventually with with everyone else. Once he kind of moves up into the office, a lot with Jim too. But for a while, yeah, it is just like he, Michael. Michael looks at Daryl, and he sees someone that Michael kind of wants to be, which is just like a, a real person with a real family and real friends who <laughs> goes to work. People respect him, and goes back to his family, and that's what Michael wants. And he almost is threatened by it because um, really, mm-hmm. like. You know, he. it's funny because he doesn't necessarily, I would say, hold like other people in the office with the whole family. Like he doesn't really hold like Daryl or uh, Stanley in the same regard in, in a way. Like he, I think he, he's, he's like, well, at least Stanley works up here with me and Stanley's older than me. So it's like, all right, mm. that's fine. But I think for Daryl, younger than Michael, cooler than Michael. But like has a kid has a like all those things he feels a little threatened by. And so we see this play out where like he desperately at least wants to be liked by Daryl. Um, and he, I mean, he, Michael wants to be liked by everyone. Duh. But there's something about Daryl where he's like, I, I need I need Daryl's approval. If I have Daryl's approval, then like I'm as cool and young as I think I am inside. So going off of that, I think that's a perfect lead into safety training, which happens right yes. a, a little bit after the negotiation. Yes. And that's one where Mike, Michael feels very uh, called out about his nerf life. Dude, way to grab the um, wheel and put mm-hmm. me back on track there. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> that's where I wanted <laughs> no, to go. No, I though. think you made a great safety point. Training. But it just yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah. It, it transitions us nicely into safety training, which is a bit important episode for Michael and Daryl. Um, because Michael, you know, they're doing the safety training. Daryl is, is, has been hurt because um, Michael kicked the ladder out from under him. Yeah, I'm genuinely Except, Sean, concerned you should do it. You, I feel like you do it good. Hey, Daryl, how's it hanging? <laughs> yeah, so they're there to, to go through all of that. We get the introduction of the Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm legitimately scared and, for the uh, safety of my workers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just imagine be like being Daryl. Like, I mean, first of all, that is crazy that like he got physically injured by something by his manager playing a prank. On him. Talk about HR nightmares um, for the company. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I mean that that might be another reason that Daryl has like no fear of Michael. He's just like I I like they'll never fire me. Like I could ruin like, you or something that yeah, Michael. I could did. take you yeah. down at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. That like he yeah they, like corporate's well aware of who the problem is. <laughs> um. Uh. But uh. But yeah, and then and then that like 
he's still not getting it. It's still not getting through. Baylor, I hardly know her. Pay attention, Pay attention Michael. Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, like he's like, okay, but it would not be the worst thing in the world. It would be the worst thing in the <laughs> world. On the rarest like, of occasions. He's not getting it. Like, <laughs> I mean, just imagine how frustrating that would be, and t- legitimately terrifying. I would say it goes right to the very, very, very end of the show when Michael leaves. Like, yeah, I use the Daryl said I could use the Taylor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a great bit. They just, yeah. I love that. I love that bit. It's good. Have patch do it. Yeah, always been Michael, um, Yeah. Yes, her. Her <laughs> is her. qualified. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, that leads to Michael having to make a huge show in front of everyone mm-hmm. with the bouncy castle and the rehearsed presentation with Dwight, and they have to do it again because the warehouse guys are there. <laughs> like Michael makes them go back and makes Dwight go back and get the warehouse guys, and and Jim even says, um, and I thought they were okay in the first performance, but I really think they nailed, they found their stride in the second performance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that yeah. note, because if you think of, look at just in safety training, like what Daryl puts up with for Michael, like going from a person who is actively hurting him and his workers to then needing so much emotional support that he's going to pretend to jump off a building and Daryl's the one who has to talk him down. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Is there anyone else who's more tolerant of Michael than Daryl in the whole show? I mean, Jim, I mean, they, I, <laughs> I would say some of them have tolerated a lot. Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Pam, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, I would stack Daryl against anyone else. Of like, yeah. I don't know if anyone has sure. just calmly, just just taken everything from Michael and not not absolutely blown up at him. He's just so tolerant. I think I feel a similarity between Jim and Daryl in that Michael often singles them out and asks for advice. But I think the difference is that Michael doesn't go after Jim or make fun of Jim kind of backhandedly or. I, right. I think with Michael, he isn't thinking about it, right? So, um, or he's trying to make jokes, but it doesn't happen so much with Jim, yeah. but it happens a lot with Daryl. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, the world's like yeah. it's all that same stuff, but I feel like the way Daryl, the way Michael interacts with Daryl, there's almost like a bit. There's just a bit of like classism in there from Michael, where he's just like, "I'm corporate. Totally. I'm upstairs. Like, I'm better." There's just a tinge of that, mm-hmm. and I feel like Daryl even has to put up with that in everything Michael does. I mean, the fact right. that he makes a joke about being colorblind, I think, implies yeah. that. And I think right. also the way he describes Daryl to Joe later on, smooth, mellow, soulful, soulful smart for warehouse. Yeah. Like that also <laughs> smart gives for warehouse. Well. Yeah. 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 I mean, Michael um, has terrible. He, he, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, we, we know. Yeah. And uh, there's also like an episode. There's that moment where Daryl says, uh, I'm not a believer in therapy, but I would pay for his copay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah uh i think i mean go ahead sure i was i mean we can just move from safety training like into um i mean daryl is is on the megaphone he coaches him down you brave heart Um, yeah yeah that is so interesting that it's that it is daryl who is the one who has to talk him down i mean i guess maybe it's because you know and if it came from anyone else it just wouldn't mean that much to Michael, you know, it doesn't really mean that much to Michael. And it's like, I think because Daryl is the one who talks straight to Michael a lot and is not afraid to speak his mind, it, 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 it's, he's, you know, therefore kind of the only one who can get through to him in that moment. Yeah. And that's where he just, he saw these like actual things that 
can happen in the warehouse and people who work with heavy machinery and his only yeah he's only like i he's like well i have to get he sees the respect people have for daryl and he's like i don't see i don't get no respect and he has to be like all right well what about depression that affects office workers <laughs> and like it's just crazy <laughs> that even daryl still has to like do emotional maintenance for michael in that moment where he he, right, he, he yeah. needs daryl yeah. on a megaphone to be like you brave heart mike like it takes so much strength to yeah. just get up and be you. <laughs> Daryl is about on Jan. crutches. Lovely, lovely Jan. Yeah, <laughs> lovely, yeah lovely. While, while he's holding himself up on crutches that Michael caused him to use. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I think, too, you know, moving moving into maybe season four, like there is that big moment in Did I Stutter? Mm-hmm. Um, where he, again, has to coach Michael. Um, but again, coaches him on, on fluffy fingers and that kind of thing. Um, and I feel like there is like Daryl is such a he's not a side character, but like he, he he's involved in so like infrequently, I would mm-hmm. say, or um, irregularly. I mean, Daryl in this in season four is really involved with Kelly and Ryan. That's like a big piece of what's going on for Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the next big Daryl Michael moment is. Um, well, I just want to mention that in uh, <laughs> in um, Goodbye, Toby. Uh, there's a deleted scene where Toby is giving a speech and Michael asks Daryl to play the cutoff music and Daryl says no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in uh, in season five, an employee transfer, when Michael and Daryl and Holly are back in Daryl's truck driving to Nashua mm-hmm. um, and Daryl is uh, the driver and uh, the captive <laughs> oh. in, uh, for, for all of oh that. My gosh. Yeah. Again, more emotional maintenance with the blues thing. Like he's got to up to Daryl to also make Michael feel good. It's also possible that I glossed over some stuff in season four. I mean, we might not talk about every single moment, but I feel like that's one of the. Well, this is this is the the turning point I would say from like season four into five, and where it kind of Daryl starts to branch out in terms of his relationships with other characters, and he's not so much just like tied to Michael. As far as every time we see him is dealing with Michael's bullshit. Mm-hmm. He starts to have, you know, he dates Kelly. I, I talked about all this earlier. Becomes friends with Andy. Friends with Andy. Yeah. yeah. We see him hanging out with Jim more. Uh, yes. You know, in Crime Aid, they do the auction. $5 sold right away. I love to Michael in that <laughs> auction. He's like, I actually can't wait to bid on this. When he's reading <laughs> Daryl's <laughs> offer. He's like, you can't. Conflict <laughs> yeah. of interest. <laughs> well, and Daryl, I mean, Daryl had to take Michael's list of five Bruce Springsteen songs <laughs> yeah. and just kind of take them and then put them in the stereo and then just hit play and pause whenever Michael says anything. Yeah. Um, but that's like a Daryl thing where he just kind of takes it and then just rolls with it and lets Michael kind of embarrass himself, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but no, I think, um, employee transfer is a really important episode for Daryl and Michael, because I mean, on one hand they pack up and they have this conversation, Daryl, or excuse me, Holly and Michael just kind of unravel in the car. Mm -hmm. And Daryl is again, just like the Michael's target, so to Mm -hmm. speak. Like when Mike, uh, they're saying, I think Daryl says, uh, it looked, didn't look as long on the map. And Holly says, yeah, it looks shorter on the map. And then Michael does his fake wake up. Um, yeah. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> you were asleep you were just talking a minute ago <laughs> oh was i saying anything interesting and then daryl says not really <laughs> yeah. um, but and then uh um after that holly starts crying and michael asks did daryl touch you oh god <laughs> yeah. hard moment tough moment yeah. for everybody what god what yeah. yeah i know and then and then and then uh Michael and Michael is really, really unraveling. I'll go back to Jan and I hate Jan. And Daryl's desperately on the phone. Um, remember that story? 
please, please call me back. <laughs> he's, he's calling oh, Kelly in that I, moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's just held hostage. It's so funny that he's driving and held hostage at the same yep. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as their friendship, uh, we also get to see them sing "Life Is a Highway." Yep, that's right. And then when they arrive at at Holly's house <laughs> or wherever Holly's staying, um, Michael has a single lamp that he's carrying slowly up the stairs. <laughs> Daryl has the dolly. <laughs> you know, like, there's a dolly in the truck. Carrying more than just that lamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And oh, uh, when Michael and then Michael again turns around and he's like, you know, Daryl, I'm actually going to ride back. Um, and as, as Daryl is handing him his duffel bag and mm-hmm. Daryl says, OK, you're going to ride back. But you want me to put this back in the truck. <laughs> 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 uh, but then lastly, of course, uh, Daryl helps Michael sing the blues. Yes. And yeah. I think that's like one of their like bonding moments. And Daryl just kind of uh, Daryl just kind of le- lets it go. He's like, you know what? Never mind. Like, let's just sing this. Uh, Call and response, mm-hmm. da na 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 na, back and forth to and, each other. And you yeah. know, looking at like everything that happens in their relationship, I mean, that's almost the last. Like, that's kind of almost closes the book a little bit on Michael and Daryl. I feel like, as far as their constant interactions, is is that that when they sing the blues on the way home, and it's kind of a nice way to to sort of wrap it up. They certainly have interactions. They certainly, you know, are still uh, still have stuff to come on but as far as like regular stuff um after that daryl really is more doing stuff with other characters um i mean right after that's when daryl starts uh the, you know him and oscar and the matt love trying like they kind of he's mm-hmm. fi- helping oscar figure that out that's when he the workers comp claim with toby uh and dwight gets involved daryl and andy and, andy and michael's not really involved in any of that so that's sort of like the last time that they're just trapped together well that's that okay. That that I would agree with, but there is a little bit more with Daryl yeah, and Michael course, for yes, sure. Yes. When Daryl moves up, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Costume contest yeah, costume is contest. is certainly one that is a uh, you know big uh, moment for right. them. Well, before uh, that, sorry, before that in St. Patrick's yeah. Day, Daryl, uh, I think I believe it's St. Patrick's Day. Daryl right. presents Joe that idea of how the shipping could be coordinated, mm-hmm. paper and printer ship differently, and mm-hmm. Michael says, "Look at that picture that you drew," um, yeah. and. Yeah. We're going to put that on the fridge. <laughs> Daryl, again, does, does this sort of thing with Michael where um, he's like, wow, you really got on Joe's good side. How'd you do that? And he's like, you, you were there. You, I did an idea that she liked. And she's, he's now, Mike, uh, you're going to have to get, go. Uh, I need to get familiar with this tiny television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, again, just playing with Michael. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. but then, I mean, Daryl is up there for a while and uh, becomes right. like this, like as far as being a... Um, Someone who can challenge Michael, someone who has a, a similar level of responsibility and direct mm-hmm. reports like Michael does. Daryl is right there in the main office with everyone else. Um, and I mean, with his own development, uh, you you can argue. I mean, Andy says that you stopped pushing um, and maybe a little bit has to do with Michael because of the, everything that happens in the costume contest mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Costume contest is when we get, you know, Gabe announces that this idea that Daryl came up with it to have uh um or or they it, they just implement this new rule right that that uh, delivery people can sell paper which you know I, I don't totally understand how that works but they can essentially sell more paper right off of the truck mm-hmm. if if they mm-hmm. you know get the chance to talk to somebody <laughs> um but uh you know, at first, Michael feels bad about this because he's like, oh, Daryl told me this idea a while ago and I didn't actually do anything about it. 
And then it comes out that Daryl just went around him, and Michael is extremely offended by this all of a he sudden. He went over your head to go behind your back. <laughs> yeah. What is taking someone from behind? <laughs> uh, um, well, and then also Michael goes in to apologize, and he's wearing a ream of paper under his shirt. That's so funny. Oh, gosh. I was afraid you weren't going to hit me. <laughs> and then, well, and that's the other thing is that Michael feels really upset about this and challenges Daryl. And Daryl says, I had a good idea. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way, but I'm not going to apologize for, for that. I had a good idea. And um, <clears throat> it leads to kind of, well, it leads to Michael making Kevin cry. Uh, and then I, it leads to this sort of, uh, this moment between Gabe and Michael and Daryl where they have to talk through the situation. Um, and I mean, Daryl does like come to the table with um, with something like really important. Daryl says uh, you're going to, you know, Gabe says in the future, you need to get Michael's approval. Daryl says you're going to be missing out on some really good ideas. Uh, Michael says calls it one mistake in 15 years. And he says, what have after everything I did for you? And Daryl says, what have you done for yeah. me? Ed Truck hired me. Joe promoted me. Gabe listened to me. All you've ever done is say no to me. I have ambition yeah. and you kept me at the same level for years. Gabe says, oh, dropping bombs, right? So it makes you think, Michael. (laughs) 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 Um, But then, yeah, yeah. So they they, kind of have that that hash it out moment. Um, Although I guess not before um, Michael dresses as Gerald. Um, oh yeah, (laughs) and uh, yeah, they have the costume contest. Hey, it's cool, man. I work in the warehouse. (laughs) I don't care about nobody. Happy Halloween, jerk. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I mean, obviously that impression is like really awful and really exaggerated and and, and racist, but also there's um that happens with Dwight and Toby when they're doing the thing about the lift and the and the um, I don't know what you'd call it, the yeah in that episode. Um Dwight says, Y'all having birthday cake? And Toby says, That's not a very good Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like when when uh, the now we're getting off topic, but like when Dwight's like sounds better than I, I didn't say I, <laughs> I didn't say I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, yeah. Or you get a lot of moments where Michael repeats the phrasing back to Daryl, where he's like, "You brave heart," Michael says, "I brave yeah. heart," and he <laughs> yeah. says, "Mike, you a baby daddy?" He's I a baby yeah. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that feeling when you were holding your baby, baby? Uh, you know I, for every time yeah, though like because that's my I mean, daryl has helped michael out so much over the seasons and i was i was just sitting here trying to think like does does michael ever do anything for daryl <laughs> this whole show and then he's like oh right at the very end he gives daryl his only copy of uh, somehow i manage <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which i think for michael that's right unfinished. unfinished and i think for michael that is like all right you're in the corporate world now daryl like this is my world, and I'm giving you this only copy of what is sure to become the Bible of business. So here you go. <laughs> I think Michael sees it as that, uh, which is kind of a fitting fitting end to their relationship. And it's a pretty cool full circle moment that it like it begins with D- Michael handing off some wisdom from, um, you know, from one manager to to another. Mm-hmm. I guess is the foreman of the warehouse. We don't know who's going to be co man or the new replacement manager for Michael at this point. Um, although I guess D'Angelo is still in the fold, um, but it does kind of allude to bigger things for Daryl. And then it also concludes with Michael missing shots in the warehouse and using the Baylor. So yeah. it does kind of all tie these three things together. Michael, Daryl, the Baylor and the warehouse uh, and basketball. Yeah. 
altogether. It's a, be- it's a beautiful <laughs> end to a beautiful story. Why don't we take a quick break right now, and uh, and maybe we can finish up our final thoughts on Daryl and Mike. Excuse me if I could get everyone's attention. Big moment. This year's chip leader and winner of this beautiful mini refrigerator, courtesy of Vance Refrigeration, is you, thanks to DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots, plus enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers can get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download the DraftKings Casino app now. Sign up with the promo code MICHAEL, and new customers get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code MICHAEL. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. One per opted-in new customer. Minimum $5 deposit, maximum match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Welcome back. We're talking about Daryl and Mike, and uh, the guys were just saying they got a few final thoughts. Edwin, what, uh, what were some other mo- things you wanted to talk about? Just a handful of little Daryl and Michael moments that we haven't already hit. Um, I think, Alex, you have a couple as well, yeah. um, and maybe they're the same. But in local ad, Daryl is um, charged with uh, composing the song. It's going to be in the local ad. Michael hates it. Um, it's the inspiration for our theme song. But I do love when, uh, you know, Michael claims to not – or Daryl claims to not know what rap is, and Michael's going to make him a mix. Oh. And then later he says, you're on your own, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this. So that's a That's a – Top top ten, forget the teapot letter. Like I want to hear that mix. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's a deleted scene as well where uh, they're thinking about who could do music, and Pam suggests Daryl, and Michael says, "No, that could create a positive stereotype." <laughs> <laughs> gosh, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Um, a few others, just uh, Michael and Daryl in Andy's play. Daryl is the one who tells Michael that it's his plumber. My plumber's got pipes. And then also he's he's the guy who can uh, the guy if the guy looks at Michael and says, I know you, you're the guy who booed me. Yeah, booed me. <laughs> and then Daryl's and then Daryl turns and boos Michael and he's like, All right, that didn't feel very good. Feel very good. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Daryl too for uh noting that you, we have to listen to the overture, otherwise we'll pick up on musical themes later <laughs> in the show. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, and then I mean Okay, go ahead. Oh no, I we just we, we did we just haven't mentioned the I think one of probably the funny I think one of the funniest Michael Daryl moments the the uh, whoa 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 <laughs> the four <forklift. laughs> we'll get someone to clean oh, yeah. that up. We're the ones who got to clean that up. I mean that is the and then it, yeah. if that doesn't encapsulate yeah. the difference between them more. I I, I don't know what does just because of the way Michael's looking at it. For Michael, he's like, oh, we can always <laughs> just get someone to clear it up. 
And it's just like, no, dude, that's going to be us. <laughs> yeah. Well, like he doubles what, down what, when he's pouring the snow, like the foam. <laughs> he's happy new year, Daryl. And then at the end, when Daryl is just standing in his wreckage of a warehouse and he says, hey, Mike. Saint over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when does he get him back oh for that? God. You know, when does he do it? Mm-hmm. The Saint over. Um, last couple things. Um, Secret Santa. Uh, classy Christmas, not Secret Santa. Um, when Daryl brings Jay to the office and um, she's disappointed by Michael's Santa bond. Um, oh, yeah. But then later, you know, Jada gives him the snack from the vending machine and Michael talks to her as regular Santa. Um, and then another random one that I just, uh, I'm thinking of is, uh, uh, there, everyone is, is everyone who's whistleblowed, all the whistleblowers yeah. are in Meredith's van. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yes. and, and Daryl just says, doesn't have to be, could just be one of us. And he's trying to like gesture to Kelly with his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. She could sense my sadness. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was she hot? No. 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 <laughs> 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 uh, I my last Michael Daryl probably my 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 personal favorite and I've been doing this bit a lot with our mutual friend Danny uh, when one of us insults or makes fun of the other which is from Golden Ticket when Michael comes down with a bunch of gusto hey idiot idiot <laughs> start over oh yeah <laughs> sir sir <laughs> one of the best one of the best moments of disarming someone. And the whole show is that just start over, he, which Daryl's very good at. He does it with Kelly. You need to access your own crazy side, right? He he just has this like ability to do that, uh, and that's I just love that moment too. Idiot, hey idiot, <laughs> idiot, start over. <laughs> so patient. I, I love saying that to someone. It's so it does it works. <laughs> And then that gives that ties back to what's a palette. The question you asked us at the beginning yeah, of the show. That's right. I think that's, that's I think that's at a tie for dealing with Michael Scott. Uh, it's it's him and Billy Merchant one and two. Of uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop you right there and leave. Um, <laughs> that was good. Thanks. That was a good uh, Billy Merchant impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, there's also uh, they also do have a moment of bonding and sexual harassment when they're. Watching the sexual harassment training video. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Michael is ecstatic over the fact that Daryl might have slept with the woman in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He gets applause. But, uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, I think uh, is there any any other final thoughts on on Daryl and Michael? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that. <laughs> Uh, their relationship is one of the best, most unique uh, dynamics in the show because it's somebody who can challenge Michael, who can make fun of Michael, who can put Michael in his place, also coach him into different scenarios and to standing up for certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Daryl also kind of helps Michael out a lot in different scenarios. And I think their relationship is just so funny because it's so different than it is with Dwight and Pam and Ryan and Jim. Like the the what Michael and Daryl have is so funny and unique, and it kind of bleeds over a little bit into the way uh, Daryl acts with Andy. Um, but just uh, it's it's just so, so nice to have Daryl on the show. His presence is great, and uh, the way that he can just put Mike yeah. in his place. Yep, love it. Very true. There it is, Daryl and Mike. All right, let's head to the conference room. 
Today would be a good idea. You and me and Michael in another conference room for some conflict resolution. <laughs> I <just laughs> forget I, I have a few other character conference room drops. Yeah. Um, I'll sprinkle that Let one. Let them fly. In. Yeah. Um, how do you? Have, where, where, let's let's start here. Um, in the conference room, talking about the conference rooms. Just just a couple of things from our last episode. Of course, we drafted conference room episodes, so mm-hmm. uh, we get, get a little feedback from that of of stuff we forgot. Give some shout outs. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any too, feel free to throw them in there. I'm just looking at our Patreon post um, about this one. But we had. Um, we can give shout outs. Give some shout outs, of course. Shout out to Sean. <laughs> shout out to Edwin. Hey. Yeah. You guys, anyone else? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Shout out to Alex. Uh <laughs> No, this is one that that uh, that that Leela pointed out on our Patreon that no one we, we didn't draft the Knights of the Night Meeting, mm. oh, yeah. which is a really okay. good, good one. pick. It's a good one because it's mm-hmm. it's just it's a different. It's a I would different have expected you to draft that one, Alex. I know. Yeah. I you yeah, know I love Knights one. of the Night, and mm-hmm. we are unarmed. Yeah, <laughs> and after hours conference room it's, meeting. It's a rare pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Elisa emailed us, uh, shove spicy food up her butt. Uh, definitely <laughs> uh, would have drafted the distracting Pam during labor conference room scene simply for this gem from Kevin that's Malone. That's a very good one. The throwback to the history of dance dance that Andy can only perform <laughs> in silence. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There's a timestamp for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Erica also emailed us, Sean, how could you not draft any of the conference room scenes yeah. from murder? So, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I yeah. will say, yeah, we didn't, we didn't say this in the episode, but before, you know, we, we, you know, got together and talked about this, this draft, we decided that things like the episode murder were kind of off the table since it was like, <sighs> It's it, it it wasn't exactly a meeting. It almost was in party territory, and we weren't mm-hmm. going to draft parties. So and and just that it was like, you know, what do you even take from murder? I mean, I guess if if I was going to, I'd definitely say the Mexican standoff at the end of the episode. Yeah, but uh, also maybe Meredith laying on the floor saying, "These are my brain chunks." <laughs> uh, I think would have. Uh, Maybe also be yeah. a pick. Uh, Kelly's nap and Dwight waking her up yeah. and then the oh, slap on the I butt. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Also, I mean, also not a meeting. Another good I don't one think we missed. Yeah. Yes. But true, it's, true. It's, like, yeah. I don't think, yeah. it was com- is it conference room moments or meetings? We weren't totally sure. So I, thought it, I always thought it was meetings. That was, yeah. My, uh, you know, we, we, we had, we yeah, we had kind of decided on it being sort of scheduled business related things i mean you know we didn't take nobody took the love contract mm-hmm. negotiation jan's baby shower um <laughs> yeah. yeah also a party also a party kind of, yeah party oh yeah, we did talk about that in the episode never mind yeah um anyway any others any other feedback on that no one? that's all i'm seeing that's on, it on for the, the old, emails the okay. also a party also a party um <laughs> yeah. uh okay cool neat uh, let's do a couple ordinary things questions. What do you say? Also a party. Let's yeah. say we shall. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, going off today's topic for some ordinary things. Ordinary things, of course, listeners, is our segment in which we compare our own lives to things that happen in the office and talk about us. You know, that's what you want to know about. 
So in this, uh, I, I think one of the more one of the more traumatic Daryl Michael things is, of course, uh, an employee transfer that we talked about of moving, uh, moving Holly back to Nashua. You can only imagine the stories Daryl told about that to his friends afterwards. So my question to you is: Do you have any good, any good moving stories? A lot happens in a move. A lot in transit. A lot of change. What do you got? There was a time that Edwin helped me move, and I had <laughs> I had a truck parked outside of our house, and like I think the truck was open and it had some stuff in it, and we were be- heading back into the house, and I was like, oh, like do- would you actually mind waiting out with this stuff? I just I think that you know this like neighborhood is a little sketch sometimes, and like. I think Edwin, maybe you better be better to tell this part. But as soon as I walked away, somebody was like, "We rolled up on their bike and they were like, hey, do you need any help moving this stuff?'" I said, "No, <laughs> like, we're all good, and then, man." <laughs> and then, and, and then I came out. That. Yeah, and I came out, and he's like, "You moving?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Where to?" Like, cross town. <laughs> like, yeah. just like what address exactly? <laughs> uh, <laughs> weird. Uh, but yeah, I have one um, that doesn't involve me, but involves our, our mutual friend, uh, Colin, who's been mentioned and uh, has appeared on this on this show before. Colin, Colin. Um, yeah. And one time when P- Colin had just moved back to Portland and uh, they had delivered, he was he was in this apartment building um, that was a bit newer and they had, he'd ordered a couch that got delivered, but the elevator oh, that was big enough to like transport furniture had been reserved all day for other people who were moving. So he couldn't use the elevator to, that was big enough to move a sofa. And the other elevator was only small, only big enough to move people. So Colin just had this couch like dropped off in the lobby of this place. And he was really worried because he felt, he felt like he didn't know what he was going to do. And he felt like the people at the front desk were laughing at him. <laughs> so he kind of, yeah, no one was a helping bunch him. Of us and he, he said like, can anyone come help me move this thing today? And like, uh, I live nearby or I, I lived nearby to that place at the time. So, um, I helped him and I was able to get there pretty quick. And it's the kind of thing where when it's not your situation and you're not really involved, you don't feel that much attachment to it. So like, I didn't care what the people in the lobby were seeing or doing. Like, we're just going to move this couch. Mm -hmm. It'll all be fine. But Colin was very, Mm -hmm. was, was worried, you know, but we moved it up this back staircase and it took a while. It felt a lot like the pivot scene from friends. I think, uh, I think it it was big enough that I think, I think Ryan and I did show up and you did. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It, it we was got a, it up it there, but yeah, yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was a, uh, it was a day for sure. That was, was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Alex? We had a, a couple. I mean, I, I think, I think we talked about this on the show before, but Sean and I used to live together uh, with a couple mutual friends, and when we moved out of that house, it was just a big old hassle to the point that it was like we had to be out by midnight, and we had twelve giant bags of trash just sitting in the garage. And we were just like, we have to do something. Like, what do we do? And there was a like at ten o'clock at night. Yeah, and we, yeah. Just, and we were just we'd been like, we'd been moving all day. We were exhausted, and it was just us and our friend Matt who had a pickup truck at the time. And we just we found a. I feel bad still, but we found like an open dumpster unit on the street in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. and it was just like a midnight. <laughs> like we're laying flat in the truck bed with all this trash, and we're just like pull up next to it. And we just like pulled up, <laughs> just threw like twelve bags of trash really quickly, and then it sped off. Yeah. And we felt like criminals, but it was like, wow, you guys are so lame. Even still, I feel like I think 
a lot of that stuff just moved directly into our basement of the new house that we moved into. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a year later when we moved out of that house and I kind of just rediscovered that huge pile of stuff, I just took it directly to the dump. Yeah, which is... So, you know, it was just what we should have done. So, Sean, would you say you that you like assisted Alex with dumping all that trash? Uh, I don't recall. I don't think I was in the truck with. Were you not with us? You guys. You don't recall? I, well, maybe maybe what it was is we split it up and I took a bunch of shit. Oh, that might have been it. Maybe it was just Matt, it might have just house. been me and Matt then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which okay, you don't recall. So, I mean, well, I'm going to be submitting this to the authorities as soon as we're done. So, <laughs> just kidding, I hope you're ha- I hope you're all happy yeah. with yourselves. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Scott free. <laughs> Matt also helped me move uh, once in Eugene, and just this one's really quick. Which is, I had my old Toro- Toyota Corolla wagon, a '95 Tor- Toyota Corolla, and we moved. I remember that. Yeah. Two box springs and two mattresses on top of it, stacked four high, with a giant strap oh God. going around <laughs> and then through the car, and we each just held the strap while I drove. Oh boy! And then Matt held the other side of it we felt so cool because at that time in eugene it was end of the month ton of people moving a lot of people doing what we were doing no one had four no one stacked four on top (laughs) and we drove around just holding up the number four out of the window just so people knew we were like oh yeah four and you you drive by sometimes and you'd see guys just look at it and go like whoa nice I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's how we saw it. <laughs> of course, none of that. No, that really happened. Wow. But we we felt like men wanted to be yeah. you. <laughs> Women wanted to be with you. Yeah. Wow, four. Wow, they got four up there on that old car. Touching the sky. I have another one quickly. Speaking of Eugene, actually, and I probably told this on the pod before. So if I have, I apologize. Um, I was moving out of our Sean, the house that Sean and I were roommates in college, and uh, I was the last one to move out of the house. We had all this stuff that. Was supposed to get donated, but uh, the, when they came to pick it up, they couldn't take some of it. So we had all this furniture—not not a lot of ton, but it was like some furniture, that, and I think maybe a mattress that we had to move into the side yard because they had to clean the house, and we—I yes. didn't know what I was going to do with it, and I was super stressed out. And I crashed at a, one of our other friends in in, um, in town that night, and I went back in the morning. I was like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do? I didn't have a car big enough to move this stuff. Like, what do I do?" And it had all been stolen over the night. So uh, they really helped me out. It was not very nice stuff. It was, you know, used college oh, it was, furniture. Yeah, oh, it was, it was trash. Worth, and we yeah. were all moving back. We were, in with our we were all moving out yeah. of town. So it was just very funny that I was like, it's all gone. How was what? What happened? Who? Yeah. It was almost like who helped me out? But then, yeah. like, oh, no, they stole everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was a crime was committed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our mm-hmm. personal space invaded. Um, it is not known how many side yards. Robberies are committed every minute because there's no Wikipedia entry for side yard robbery statistics. Uh, <laughs> all right. Our last uh, last ordinary things question here, gentlemen. Uh, obviously, the relationship between Michael and Daryl is one of, of blue collar and white collar. And sort of that's how they that's how they explore some of that theme uh, of, of sort of economy class on the office is is between these two characters my question for you is we see daryl move from a you know blue collar job up to a white collar job michael thinks he can go from a white collar job to a blue collar job but he can't uh as close as he has is his baby blue oxford that he wears as hasselhoff during the meeting Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) my question to you fellas have you made that switch from one side to the other and what was that like? I'm guessing us, we're a bunch of soft boys. We've probably worked in corporate settings, but have you ever worked in on the other side? When I first started out in film, 
I would, uh, you know, because now uh, as uh, doing a lot more art directing, I'm at the computer, I'm, you know, making yeah. calendars and budgets. That is an industry that having meetings and things like that. Both of those things are merged constantly, I would say, <laughs> if blue collar, yeah. white collar. Yeah. Well, you know, I and I and I do, you know, work with a construction department a lot. Mm-hmm. But like when I was just starting out, I did like drive a truck and like worked in construction. I worked on this one web series where they were filming in an abandoned prison up in North Portland. And I worked in construction and we built this big set inside of one of the like, I don't know what it was a a cell block. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it was this huge like set and I was up on this rickety scaffolding and painting it and all this other stuff. But we, it was like our construction coordinator was like this guy who was like, usually the captain of a crabbing ship. (laughs) who would sometimes do set construction. (laughs) And because this was like an unregulated space and was like, you know, basically a giant concrete room, they let him smoke cigars in there. So he'd just be smoking (laughs) cigars and like, you know, yelling at me. uh, And um, we'll find some crabs (laughs) deep within the the hall of this prison. (laughs) It was a very interesting job. He's a pirate in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, you, you're close. Mm-hmm. You're very close. Wow. <laughs> uh, I had, I, I, the other thing I probably talked about the show, my only real experience here was back in 2011, I want to say. I was sort of, I had come back from being a raft guide. I was just sort of uh, living at my folks' house, working jobs in Portland. And then I got, I, I got an offer to to join a welding crew that went to uh, Dubai of all places. And so I just went from like no experience to just like in your face, 24 hours a day, seven days a week of like the worst working conditions, hardest job I've ever had in my life. And I worked with a group of eight other welders and then they brought me along to be like a site assistant. I did fire watching, which is, you know, they're they're welding heavy machinery over a trash pit, an open trash pit. So there's just fires starting constantly. So I, my job was to just Jesus. like put them out with a hose, and then I would, I would uh, prep their welding machines, and then eventually I started like buffing, grinding welds down, preparing welding sites, and all that stuff. So like real blue collar, like dirty, dirty ass work. Um, I mean, the conditions were just insane. It was about 102, 103 degrees every day, 100% humidity. And we were working at night, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., seven days a week. Uh, super, super tough work. I'm so glad I did it. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. But like, I, it, working with blue-collar guys for that long every day, and you, there's definitely the camaraderie of it. But I'll say this. It's like, yeah, they were tough and their job's hard. But man, those guys just bitched about everything. All they did was complain, <laughs> which is, you know what? That happens a lot in corporate jobs, too. So I had no... It's not like, oh, these are like silent, strong, salt of the earth guys. It was like, no, they just bitch about everything, too. They're just whine <laughs> and complain. And all they want to do is take their break and all they make fun of each other. And it's pretty much the same, just different setting and a lot dirtier and smellier. Wow. 
I mean, that must you, have been a crazy experience. You're talking about like um, the fusing of two metals with like a hot torch. Yeah. Yeah. As, we, as we sit here, yeah. I think you two are metals, gold medals. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Um, I worked in a roofing factory uh, for one summer in college. I worked uh, the graveyard shift. It, produ- it was the factory that produced like shingles and roofing products. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really tough. I was on the line as well. And uh, yeah, we worked um, like six and a half days a week. So you got one night off every two weeks. Um, yeah. But you got so used to working at night that you didn't like, what are you going to do with the night off? Everyone else, you know, is asleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was tough. It was, uh, it, was, it was hard work, but it was a good experience and everything. I was part of the U.S. Steelworkers Union. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most unlikely members maybe of all time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a good experience. I, I don't was, have anything to, that's right. Yeah. Was that just a, was that a summer? Yeah. It was a summer job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, that was crazy. Cause it was like, we were all home for the summer, but we, you know, we just, Edwin had no time to hang yeah. out yeah. cause you would sleep all day and then yeah, work six and a half nights a week. It's just, mm-hmm. but, uh, did you make a lot of money? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. By my nice. college student days, then yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was like it was a it was a good it was a really good experience. It was nice to make money like that as a college student. And then mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, it was kind of as a summer. It was like I could hang out for a little while in the evening, but like I couldn't actually do anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I had a summer as a house painter in college as well, and it was it was a very similar thing where it was like my hours were uh, eight a.m. to eight p.m. six days a week, and I just like you just had no. Like you'd even try and hang out even on like Friday, or like Saturday night, your one night off. You didn't have to work Sunday, but you just like, I remember I'd go to my friend's house to like a fire pit and you're just, you're just, just like, I have nothing. Like I have no energy for anything. <laughs> and you're like, man, guys have been doing this 20 years and just like mm-hmm. every day. And it's like, yeah, you're doing your body breaks down. Like it's tough. Um, but yeah, the money was cool. I guess one day <laughs> I, uh, you know, so we used to work uh, 10 to 6. That was the shift, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And like one of my first few weeks there, I, I got home and went to sleep at probably around 8 or 9. And then I woke up at like 7 or 8. And I was, you got to be kidding me. That was it, man, dude. Waking, like, I was like, no wonder these guys bitch and complain every day. It's just waking up sucks <laughs> knowing that ahead of you is just like, oh, God, I have to go back to that same place and just grind away at I mean, this shit. Be, being on set is like that. Oh, I'm sure. When I've, you know, the few times I've had to do it, it's, you know, when you're on a movie and it's like Monday starts at 8 a.m., 12 hour day. And then like each day they push the start time later and later until Friday you're starting at 2 p.m., mm-hmm. going to 2 a.m. into your weekend. Oh. You sleep through Saturday. You barely get a Sunday because you got the Sunday scaries or whatever. And then you're back at it first thing Monday morning. It's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, it's it. Ugh, it's brutal. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be all tough. Right. But I mean, a, a good experience, I imagine, for all of us. And I mean, honestly, yeah, people, I think everyone yeah. should builds character. Everyone should experience both, just so we don't judge yeah, each yeah. other too much. Would be nice. Yeah, exactly. This isn't the obviously not a yeah. judgment on anyone. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um. Well, there you go. I think I think that's all we have time for today. We'll save trivia for next week. Um, yep. But uh, if you would like to uh, email us any moments that you love of Daryl and Mike, 
You can email us at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also call us at 503-694-9314. We love to play the messages on the show. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We're on patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You can check us out for five bucks a month. Become a Scott's Tot. Get lots of bonus mailbag episodes, main feed episodes, ad-free, and uh, some of our other bonus uh, material that we put out on there. It's a great way to support the show and and get to know some other uh, Office fans uh, through Discord and whatnot. So um, highly recommend. Very special thanks to our Scott's Tots for supporting our show. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Uh, special thanks to Kayla and Brianna for running our Discord. Special thanks Ooh. to Ryan Lloyd, who designed all our artwork. Uh, this episode was recorded on location in Portland, Oregon, USA, and Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, if you like the show, it would be great if you gave us a rating or review, if you haven't already. helps people, helps uh, oh, yeah. said find the show, years. it helps the show. Um, yeah, so I thought <laughs> it would be a good subscribe. thing to say today. So yeah, please, uh, yeah, uh, rating, review, if you love the show, that would be fantastic. It would help us out. Um, and uh, also just want to give a few random shout-outs. Shout-out to our friends of Lady Justice. Shout-out to Thaddeus. Shout-out to everyone on the Discord, on the Patreon. Yeah. Um, Shout-out shout to Alicia, answered, the Candlemaker. Alicia, the Candlemaker. AJ, I never answered your tennis question, but I'll follow up. Uh, um, and then, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Dustin Nerica, shout out to Ben and Jasmine, shout out to our homie Will. Um, but everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us while we rap about the office for a couple hours. It's amazing that we get to do this every uh, every week and that um, we just get to interact with everyone. So thank you, as always, for listening, supporting um, us. It means the world to us, and uh, we truly, truly appreciate it. So take care. Stay safe. See you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the sabbat. Yes, yes, sir. sir. To take me home, I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. End. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.